Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony. And I'm Holly. Welcome to episode 50 of Welcome to Primetime. It's our 50th episode, a milestone episode. And because life happens, <laughs> we have the smallest <laughs> episode of our entire podcasting history today. We're literally going to talk about just one movie, but it's a good movie. And so I, I hope that that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've had quite a week. Um, so two weeks ago we were on vacation and so we really didn't watch any movies. We were just like out doing, you know, hood vacation rat stuff with things. our friends. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the beach and we were like going out to dinner and we went to Universal one night. And so we really like it was and then we were driving like seven hours there and we drove seven hours back. And so we spent a lot of time on the road um, two weeks ago. And then last week, um, this past week and weekend was my birthday and we went to visit family and then Holly's car broke down. Um, so we've been in the process of like picking out another car and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, that is why we haven't really watched any movies as like the, the past two weeks. We did, however, for my birthday, take a trip to an AMC theater, which was nice because like we've been to the plaza and saw Jaws 35 millimeter, which was cool. But this is like the first, um, I guess, quote unquote, regular movie theater that we've we've gone into since um, we saw Gretel and Hansel, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, anyway, we finally uh, we reinstated our AMC A-list accounts and me and Holly and my sister Alyssa went to see The Green Knight, which was a highly anticipated movie of mine. I've been waiting on it for like over a year now. Um, So it's exciting to be back in AMC theaters and have our A-list ready to go again. And we had like our, our reservations ready. And so now I'm just waiting on some more good stuff to come out so we can take advantage of all that. But anyway, so. All that being said, with all the craziness that's been going on in our lives in the past two weeks, uh, we have only watched The Green Knight. So, um, yeah. All right. So first off, Holly, have I mean, you were aware of The Green Knight, right? Or or no? Um, Aware of it as in like the movie was coming out or aware of the story of The Green Knight? Well, I guess both. So were you aware of the story? Um, I have been. I was... I guess privy to like Sir Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, but I did not know the story of the Green Knight before I went to see this. I didn't know it was a thing. I actually didn't know that like the king was King Arthur. Yeah. (laughs) Until we read. It's really only like a poem is all it is. Um, So, yeah. um, so, So you were just like kind of aware of its existence. You didn't really know like what the poem itself was about. I, I didn't even know it was a poem. I was aware of the universe that it was set in. Okay. Like, you know, I've heard of, you know, King Arthur. You know, I've heard of the round table. Um, but, like, I I had no idea about his nephew or anything about the poem. I was just aware of the universe that it was set in. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess that's a good setup for kind of what, like, the movie itself is about. And so, if you're not familiar... The Green Knight is is a poem uh, that's based on Sir Arthur. It's an Arthurian legend, basically. And so kind of that King Arthur and Knights of the Round Table, that sort of thing. It's kind of in that same sort of setting and, and time period and everything. And uh, it's it's based on Sir Gawain, the and his he's King Arthur's nephew. And so that, that's what the poem is about. So if you're going to go and watch this movie, I personally would recommend reading the poem first and kind of exploring that lore 
before you go and watch the movie because it's going to make the movie make a lot more sense. Um, but anyway, so jumping into the movie, it's uh, obviously it just came out this year. I think it was scheduled to come out last year, but, you know, COVID. Uh, this one's directed by a guy named David Lowry, who you will know from A Ghost Story, which is another A24 film, and Pete's Dragon, which are two completely different films, but mm-hmm. which I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, it's it's based on the the um, poem, uh, the Arthurian legend or whatever you want to call it, poem uh, called Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And it basically it's like a it's like a fantasy retelling of that story. And so basically this movie, Sir uh, Sir Gawain is this kind of he's very reckless and headstrong. And he goes on this quest to confront the Green Knight, which is like a giant. He's he's just kind of he's like he's very like, you know, you don't really get to know the actual Green Knight character who he goes to. Like he's kind of he's kind of kept under wraps for a lot of the movie, which I think kind of adds to his like sort of like scariness or like his kind of like, uh, I don't know. He's very it's just very strange, kind of bizarre. He's a giant tree man. Basically what he is. Like Groot, but scary. (laughs) Yeah, like a scary version, like a scary buff version of Groot. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like what he's like. And uh, yeah, so anyway, it's it's kind of done in a very typical A24 slow burn fashion. All the cinematography is really great. And the music was really good, too. The Mm -hmm. same guy who did the score for A Ghost Story did scored this one. I believe his name is Daniel Hart. And so, yeah, I... um, I thought it was really good. I did not actually um, read the poem before we went. So after we watched the movie, I had a lot of questions about um, what we had just watched. And like it was it was in a way that like at the end of the movie, I was like, okay, I really like that. It looked really beautiful. The score was awesome. Let me kind of fill in some of the gaps. And it reminded me of sort of when I watched um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Mm -hmm. how all that is kind of based on Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And so I I watched the movie and I was like, okay, I liked it, but now I need to go back and kind of fill in some of these gaps. And so that's what I did with both Killing of a Sacred Deer and this movie. So that's why I say, like, if you haven't seen it yet and you plan on it, I would probably recommend reading the poem. Yeah, yeah, I would I would recommend it too because I kind I kind of got the gist of it, but a lot of it is kind of like the trials of knighthood and that kind of stuff. Wasn't really into that lore as much as the Greek mythology things. Yeah. <laughs> so because I I didn't really so we learned heavily about Greek mythology when I was in school, but we actually didn't even read um, Sir Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table at all. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't I, really. I mean, it's not yeah. Greek though, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. But I'm saying like we didn't read the Arthur universe oh, stuff. Okay. We were yeah. we like I know I feel like I know a lot um, more about Greek mythology than I do about the Arthur gotcha. um, area of things. So yeah. like Morgan Le Fay and all that stuff. I'm not. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know. I just know my professor named one of his cats after that character. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had an English teacher in high school who loved Beowulf. That was like oh. his favorite thing. And he was just like, Beowulf, Beowulf, Beowulf. We read Beowulf for like seemingly like six months. And mm-hmm. I was like, dude, can we please read something? Like I, to this day, I cannot stand Beowulf. Then like, did you watch the movie? I did watch the movie yeah. and I hated it so much. Yeah, I had 45 <laughs> minute segments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
like yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and uh but anyway so yeah i i never really read any of the the like um arthurian stuff either so this was kind of new territory for me i just knew that i wanted to see it based on the fact that it was david lowry and it was an a24 movie and it looked pretty cool Mm -hmm. so anyway i guess we can kind of go into a little bit of the plot of this one without spoiling it too much so um it's kind of, you know, it is it is just over two hours long. It's it's definitely that A24 signature slow burn type film. And so we just have these really cool opening shots. And then they're at, it's like uh, Guywin and King Arthur and like the whole, you know, castle is. All uh, the knights of the round table. Yes. They're all having a, like a Christmas party, right? At the beginning. Yeah, yeah a Christmas feast. And so you kind of get some establishing shots of that and, and like just some character interaction and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it, there's these title cards that come across the screen that basically represent the different trials that he goes through, um, as the movie progresses, which is like the, I think it's the four or the five, um, kind of like codes of the night Mm -hmm. and the trials that, each one of those represents that he's going through and you know the without this isn't a spoiler or anything because it's like if you read the poem you basically know that he fails most of his tests anyway mm-hmm. and so the green knight comes and he kind of interrupts the party and he challenges anybody who will face him to he basically says if you strike me then I'll return. Doesn't he say it's, if you strike it, me, then I'll return the the like the blow a year later? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says whether it be a cut on the neck or a cut on the finger. Yeah, basically he will return whatever is given to him. Yeah, and um, so nobody wants. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. it almost seems like his mom because um, they make it very candid in the very first few minutes of the film that his mom is some type of conjurer or witch. He actually mm-hmm. gets kind of bullied about his mom being a witch. Yeah. And it kind of seems like she is conjuring him, conjuring the Green Knight at the beginning of this movie. But yeah. Not, yeah. So, yeah, that that's pretty much yeah, what it is. So, um, so once like it, it, it's actually like the way that I interpreted it was not so much that she was conjuring the green knight, but rather the green knight was speaking through her. Well, like she, she writes the letter that he, that is read. Well, either way, that's just how I interpret <laughs> it. I think it's one of those movies that like you can kind of like, I know that it is based on, on a poem that, and, and it's based on that sort of mythology. But at the same time, I do feel like some of it was left open to interpretation. Yeah. And the green knight hands, um, hands him a letter. And mm-hmm. then the mom almost goes into like a trance like state when the queen that, yeah, the queen. So anyway, all right. So moving along, he, we have, we, we have that he interrupts the, the Christmas feast and then, um, he basically says, you know, he challenges somebody to strike him and he says, you know, I'll return the, the blow um, one year from now. And so nobody steps up. And so finally, Gawain steps up and he cuts the knight's head off, the green knight's head off. And so then you're like, it, it kind of like at that point, I didn't really know what was going to happen. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, the way that I kind of interpreted that portion of the movie when because he could have just like cut his hand off or his arm i th- i think that i kind of interpreted that as guywin was saying okay now is my chance to to kill the green knight instead of just 
chopping his hand off or, or his arm off, he said, OK, I'm going to cut his head off and try to try to like I was thinking maybe the Green Knight was like terrorizing this village or something like that. Right. And was like kind of, you know, just like thought that nobody would do it. And then Guywin comes up and cuts his head off. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate or not. That's just what I read into it. What did you think about that part when he cuts his head um, off? Were you expecting that or no? I so I knew like whenever as soon as he stepped up and he read the thing, like whether it be a strike to the neck or, a, a, you know, a slice of the finger. I was like, this this guy is going to cut off his head to try to prove a point to everybody. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and the knight, the green knight even kind of like encourages him to do so. So he says, what would you have me do? And the green knight kind of kneels down and tilts his head over, um, encouraging him to behead him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that he was just kind of being cocky, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and didn't really believe what was going to happen. But then after he chops his head off, you know. He picks his head up and walks away. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no," <laughs> and, and that's and that's one of the tests uh, mm-hmm. of that that Gawain goes through in the poem and in the movie is that he's he's very he's headstrong and he's arrogant and he like you said he doesn't really think a year into the future from now he's just thinking about right now mm-hmm. and what's going to make him look good right now and so that's like there's there's many reasons I think why he he cut the knight's head off. And those are a couple of them. And that's kind of what we both read into. But again, it's like you might watch the movie as an audience member and think of something completely different. You know, you might not agree with what we said at all. Um, so anyway, that's kind of like one of the first tests. And so then the night run goes off and then it kind of, uh, if I remember correctly, it kind of like jumps a year basically. And then Guywin sets off on a journey to go to the green, uh, is it the green chapel? And yeah. then mm-hmm. and to 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 make his appointment with the Green Knight and to get the strike returned to him. And so there most of the story happens on his journey to the Green Chapel. He encounters different people, different characters and stuff that are he encounters some people who try to rob him and and maybe try to harm him. And he encounters like. Uh, pickpockets and ghosts and all kinds of different stuff he encounters a fox who's a really interesting character Mm -hmm. um and so all of these different characters represent different challenges that he goes through and so again that's also um kind of represented by these different title cards that pop up through incrementally throughout the movie so yeah (laughs) i really enjoyed this movie overall um i really enjoyed the um as a music nerd i appreciated all the medieval madrigals that were um in the score um what's a madrigal madrigal um is like a song that was sung during medieval times it usually told a story um like a love story yep i immediately like Mm -hmm. as soon as you said that i knew what you're talking about yeah Yeah, there's several of those throughout the movie yeah it's usually like a um little boy who sounds like a girl singing them yeah that's exactly Mm -hmm. what i thought it was yep (laughs) yep Yep, that's a madrigal cool there's a lot of those in there and some of them i might have recognized from um music history but uh kudos to the director for that yeah cool yeah, I, I really enjoy David Lowry's stuff that he's been doing lately. And, and you know, he did. I, I think it's interesting that he's doing all these different A24, like independent films now because he did Pete's Dragon for Disney. And I think what I read was that he he did Pete's Dragon to be able to just kind of do like one movie and make a lot of money off of it. So he could kind of do what he wanted creatively after that. Um, 
which I think is really cool, you know, because obviously like you can just do like one film for Disney and and I'm sure be set financially. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he, he really his passion is doing these like low budget independent films. And so he's this is a second one for a 24. So I think that, you know, doing Pete's Dragon kind of gave him the financial freedom to to go and do stuff that he really wanted. So that's um, kind of cool, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I've never even seen Peach Dragon. Um, I haven't so. either, but I did like um, I did like uh, a ghost story a lot. Yeah. I, that was haven't, really good. Yeah, that one's on my list. Haven't seen it yet. So. But. Um, and and also one final thing I'll say about this one is I know that we did mention it's it's a slow burn, and a lot of that is intentional because I was reading also that David Lowry, the director, again, um, he wanted. So a lot of a lot of the stuff that happens in the movie is is there's a lot of waiting. It's kind of like hurry up and wait, you know. Yeah. And so David Lowry wanted he he kind of left those like specifically thinking about towards the end of the movie when he when Guywin is is meeting with the Green Knight finally. Um, uh, one year later, he's there. He's waiting on him, and the scene just kind of like instead of saying you know ten minutes later or twenty four hours later or whatever. Um, this camera just like stays still on Guywin and it like you think it's finally going to cut to another scene, but it just keeps going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's parts of the movie that are like that, where it's like the scenes are really kind of it feels like they're dragged out almost. But he said that he did that because he wanted the viewer to feel like the weight that that Guywin felt like if mm-hmm. he's if he's sitting there and he's waiting for 15, 20 minutes that's part of his quest, like the boredom that he felt. And so he wanted the audience to feel as invested in the journey as Guywin was yeah. by feeling kind of that waiting period of time and all that. Oh, so that's very which I thought that was interesting. And I actually yeah. kind of was wondering, I was like, I feel like I actually had this thought while we were watching the movie and that, in that particular scene, I was like, I wonder if the camera hasn't cut. And I was like, I bet, I was like, I bet he, he did that. So we would feel the time that that guy is actually waiting. And then I was talking to, to Matt, who's been on the show a few times and he said that he had read that. So very cool. Suspicion confirmed. <laughs> I love whenever they, uh, think about those types of things. You yeah. Know? So anyway, that, um, that is, uh, about as much as we can give you on the green night. Um, yeah, pretty much it without getting into spoiler territory. Um, but before we go, I think that you should tell everybody some of your, um, movie related gifts that you got. For your birthday. Oh, yeah. So um, anyway, go see The Green Knight. It was awesome. Go watch in the theater. And also, if you're not comfortable going to see movies in theater, A24 is doing a one night only, one night only screening. Uh, It's a virtual screening on their screening room and you can watch it on there. It's like 20 bucks, I think. Um, Okay. anyway, so for my birthday, that was uh, like two weeks ago or almost two weeks ago. I got um, Holly. I mean, I love the ET ride at Universal, and I love how it smells. Uh, it just has this really interesting kind of nostalgic smell from to me. And so I was gifted an ET the ride scented candle, which was really cool. And I'm blanking. What else did I get that was movie related? You also got the Mondo um, record. That's right. Soundtrack. I got the I got the um, the Turbo Kid soundtrack on Nuclear Waste vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> Nuclear Waste green. It's glow in the dark. Yeah, it's pretty glows cool. Glow in the dark. And, and um, your shirt from Cavity Colors. Yeah, finally came in. So it was a pre-order that Holly got me. It was a Amityville horror shirt, and it's like a tie-dye. 
Uh, it's like blue and gray tie dye. It's really cool. And it has like the a cool illustration of the house on the front of it. So yeah, the house. I think it's the original book. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. it's very similar to that uh, illustration on the book. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I got several movie related gifts, and I actually got some movie mail today. I finally I ordered some stuff for Ronin Flicks, and I got a uh, I got Bird with the Crystal Plumage uh, in 4K from Arrow, and then I got um, another Arrow video box set. Um, I'm probably gonna butcher how to say this. I think it's the Di- the Dimogen trilogy mm. um, that I got from Arrow. So I'm excited to dig into that, and I'll post some pictures of that on Instagram later. But yeah, so that's about it for this one. Like I said, I know it's a it's a very short episode, but we've just had such a crazy two weeks that this is really the only time that we had to go to the movies and or, or watch movies. And so anyway, we appreciate everybody listening and sticking with us and be sure to go and visit our Patreon and you can hear Patreon exclusive episodes and writings and all that kind of good stuff. It's patreon.com slash welcome to primetime. And be sure to like us and subscribe and share the podcast if you're enjoying it. And we'll be back in two weeks with another one. Bye for now. Bye.